What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? This your boy, Comedic Energy, and this is Dirty Mouth Radio. Dirty Mouth Radio, produced by Livewire Sound and Entertainment. We got a special guest in the building. A special guest, man. I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves right now. It's your girl, Golden. It's Shardane. Your boy, Craig Noob. What's up, y'all? And I'm Sierra. Oh, what's Sierra? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, girl? So we got a special what's guest up? in the building, Sierra. She's going to give us some stuff, drop some gems from the legal perspective of everything, man. So let's get right into it. First of all, how's everybody been? What's everybody been up to? Well, considering we, we just talked like five minutes ago, I think you understand how I'm doing. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, I'm just mentally uh, drained, honestly. Damn, I feel you on that. Out sometimes, just to you know, literally breathe and you know, be okay with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I thought about um, what we talked about last time when you when you asked if we felt like we were traumatized. Mm-hmm. And reflecting on that, yeah, yeah, I really do feel traumatized. I, I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just trying to, you know, deal with it. How about you, Sierra? Drained. It's draining, especially like with social media mm-hmm. and hearing from people like within the profession. It's just draining because it's like the ongoing will of like when mm-hmm. is this gonna stop? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. draining. Yeah, yeah, I think for me, man, it's. It's more so of like a learning curve or a learning experience. It's just like, <clears throat> this is the first, I mean, like this has been going on for a minute. And and like, it seems like every generation, like we come back to the same point. But like for us, for me, it's more like an understanding of like, okay, so this is what was going on back when our parents or like our grandparents was coming up. Like this is how this, this is how this shit was going down. Now, like seeing it firsthand and having the experience of like a college experience, a college knowledge, and having all the uh, knowledge that I do have, like what, what, what uh, paths can I take or get my my fellow com- comrades to take to make a difference right now? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that maybe the next generation can take our change and even go further. You know what I'm saying? Like what? How do we combat this? Um, having to come back to the same experience because you got to learn from your past experiences. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, what can we take out of all of this stuff? You know what I'm saying? Who who can do what? You know, because we need niggas on the front lines pushing up against the police. That shit, got, they got to see it. But we also need the thinkers on the back end to be meeting up. They don't need to be on the street. They need to be in the motherfucking office planning, talking it over and planning. You feel me? So... <laughs> Where do where's where's my role in that? You know what I'm saying? Like where's Dirty Mouth's role in that shit? You feel me? So that's how I how I kind of think about it. Okay. That makes a lot of I sense. feel like we just got to keep the conversation going. Mm-hmm. As long as the conversation keeps going, then it'll continue to be an issue. I feel like things happen and the conversation will go for a week or for two weeks, and right. then people are on to the next thing because people let the media control them. And I feel like. The solidarity that we see amongst black people, we have to keep that going because that'll keep the conversation going even beyond this week, next week and what's to come, because it's not a process that's going to change overnight. It's going to take time and it's going to take everybody coming together. It's not something that one person can do on their own. It has to keep going, 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 going. Right. And like Craig Noob said, I feel like it has to be 
all multi-dimensional. It has to be layered. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to have we we have to have the people on the front. Mm-hmm. We gotta have the business people. We just gotta make it a whole movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally agree. It's it's funny that you said that because um, I put up a post this morning and it got a lot of attention. And they were talking about you know how everybody's talking about the stance we need to take and you know by black the whole movement that we're getting ready to start but somebody brought up a good point when it came to american airlines and they said well with american airlines being worth what did he say like 10 billion or something like that 4 billion i think with the stocks going down and the stocks are like around 10 to 12 dollars a share if every black person bought like a thousand dollars worth of stock in american airlines you know that will actually be controlled by black people and i was like well damn that that makes a lot of sense so i kind of put that post up there as a call to action like maybe we should do that you know that would make a lot of sense it's like taking over a business and it being owned majority by black people that that sends a, a big statement especially in the aviation industry you know that's it's money all in there you know yeah they tanking because of the covid but they still have money, you know. Let's not get that twisted. But, so if we okay. we take that stance, and a lot of people are actually doing it, man, it's just that's mind blowing. That's planning right there, you know. That's, right, that's, right. That's yeah. That goes back to what I was saying on the back end. Like people in in rage, actually thinking through the the scenarios and the process. Like okay, like mm-hmm. what? Like we obviously need some control. Like we need to control something. Like yeah. an asset. Something that will last from here on into past and beyond our kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We need, like, as a as a community or as a race or whatever you want to call it. Like, we need an asset. Like, even if it's just markers or some shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> some some industry or something that everyone has to keep coming to us for. Because then, once you have that, you got power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. You've got you've got a you've got a you've got a seat at the table. You can actually mm-hmm. dictate or, or make decisions or agree or not agree to whatever the policies and reforms and and votes that are going on in the judicial system or the you know the mm-hmm. the the um, American government or network. Yeah. Mm. That's powerful. So that, yeah. That that right there is a good ass idea. Like, I want an airplane. Shit. <laughs> and that's the truth, man. So we got Sierra here. I'ma let uh I'm gonna let you introduce yourself and your background, Sierra, so the listeners can know. The floor is all yours. Okay. I am a new attorney. I just passed the February North Carolina bar. I graduated. Congrats. Congrats. Yes. I'm still wet behind my ears, but I'm fresh out the books. Mm -hmm. I just graduated from law school in December from Elon Law. And prior to going to Elon, I was at North Carolina A&T where I received my degree in political science. All right, now. Go, girl. Yeah. Black I love lawyers my matter. Yeah. <laughs> I love my people. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your take on the whole George Floyd situation? Like your take on it personally and your take on it legally. And, you know, because they okay. could be different. So it's, it's all yours. Personally, it pisses me off because I see the outrage and I feel and I empathize with the people around me. I feel it different, but it's 
it bothers me because I can also see what's to come in seven to eight months, nine months. Mm-hmm. And so when they first came out with what he was charged with, while everyone was in an uproar because he wasn't charged with murder, I mean, we kind of understood, my friends and I that are within the profession, because with charges, you the ultimate goal of a charge is a conviction. Mm-hmm. You need a charge stick. And what people, what it really comes down to between the charge for first degree murder, second degree murder, Minnesota's third degree murder is the intent aspect of the crime. And with this crime, it would have been really hard. I would almost say impossible for a conviction to stick to first degree murder because the prosecution would have had to prove that this officer premeditated and he planned the murder of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. And so his defense, they would have came out and they would have been able to shoot that down from the very beginning. Like he never intended to kill this man. He didn't plan it. It wasn't premeditated. And that would have made the charge not stick. It would have turned into him not being convicted with them charging with third degree murder. It's a better chance of him getting a conviction. However, it's, Still, with the justice system just being what it is and being as disgusting as it is, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't convicted. Even the way they wrote out the criminal complaint, which is not, it's not determinative at trial, but it kind of outlines like what their case is going to look like, how the prosecution is going to present this case. Even the things that they're saying and the things they're failing to say in the criminal complaint, it just makes me weary and nervous of what's to come in seven to eight months. And that's why I say the conversation has to keep going because people have to follow this trial and they have to follow what happens because you can't just be mad right now because they'll make an arrest and they'll let these good boys go home in two weeks mm. when they think that people have forgotten. But if wow. people keep talking about it and they force them, we need a conviction. We don't just want them charged. We want them convicted. Then I think that's when the will will start to spin. Because we've seen cops be arrested before. Mm-hmm. We've right. seen them yeah. be indicted. And we've seen them not go to jail. We've seen them go to jail for 10 years versus life when African-Americans, if you kill someone, you're going to jail forever. You just know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. These are slaps on the wrist. A lot of them are getting away with no time at all. And that's the part that scares me with what's to come. So my my question with it is, Cause I just I heard something that you said is third degree murder. Is that something that is used throughout all the states, or is that okay? North Carolina. I had to research third degree murder when this came out because North Carolina doesn't even. We don't even have that. We have first and second degree murder, and then manslaughter. You go to voluntary and voluntary manslaughter. With Minnesota, they have this wiggle room, and it's basically like a manslaughter charge. That's what I thought. But they call it third-degree murder. Yeah, it all comes down to the intent. Mm -hmm. Their third-degree murder is equivalent, from my understanding of their law, to what our involuntary manslaughter would be. And what what would that bring? whether, Whether they intended for the person to die or not, whether they intended to kill him. And in Minnesota, this the charge only carries 25 years, the maximum. Wow. wow. For him, if he's never been in trouble or if he's a good guy, good pass, he may get off of probation. He may not do no jail time. So. Bullshit. Oh, so, that's that bullshit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even, okay, so even with all the evidence showing, I mean, I, I understand the uh, pre-tated murder concept because it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to uh, show evidence of pre-tated pre premeditated murder yeah. in that scenario yeah. because he would have to actually have a letter written or some type of okay. wheel or oh, something. Just kind of planned it out. That he just saying kill. that, just saying, or inter, or even an interaction, right? 
with mm-hmm. this guy that that would promote him or lead him up to this point. Yeah. Okay, I understand that. So with even beyond the premeditated murder, is there a a, a place in the law or something? With all the evidence of like him visually being seen choking this man or sitting on this man's back or watching him or even listening to him beg for help, that doesn't help convict the uh, conviction. Well, I mean, that's the beauty in democracy because ultimately it comes down to the judge and the jury. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember when you're presenting these cases to the judge and the jury, who's presenting them? If you have a DA mm-hmm. who already, when this is fresh, this case is new, they're already coming out in the complaint and they're failing to mention how George Floyd was screaming for his mother's help and how he was telling them he couldn't breathe. None of this stuff is mentioned in the criminal complaint. So when they're already coming out swinging like that and when they have the coroner's office coming out saying that um, the death was not from strangulation, you can already kind of see where these DAs are going with the case. If the wow. DAs are not pushing it, they're the one They're the one that's going to try the case in front of the jury. If already right now they're not outraged, they're not going to be mad in eight months, nine months, a year when this case comes to trial. People don't realize the justice system is really slow. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. when I tell you, you can sit for 18 months before they even look at your things, like, it's very slow. And so it'll be time before this comes to court. So if this is already how they're moving, Right now, they're not gonna give a damn when time passes, and when everybody stops caring, oh, it's re- they're really not gonna care. So they're expecting, uh, they kind of ex- of expecting that. Okay, so let me ask you something. How can this get pushed to um to to uh, a federal charge? Like um, what about? I? I was just thinking, I just lost my train of thought. Um, civil rights, like uh, you know what I'm trying That's to say? Supreme Court. It would have to. It would have oh, a hate crime. A hate crime. That's what I'm trying to It would have to be a civil suit. Yeah. They would have to try it as a civil suit and not a criminal suit. So because the crime is committed in Minnesota, Minnesota state law is going to govern the actual crime for him to be criminally prosecuted. If the family does decide to sue the officer for hate, for a hate crime or sue the police department, that'd be a civil lawsuit. It's a whole it's two so different avenues. When, you have so, criminal law and you have uh, civil law. Yeah. So when does so okay, so what instance would make like the FBI come in? Like that's what I'm trying to get into it. Like and make it federal. So you mean like Supreme Court? No, 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 no. Yeah, like they actually move it from they will actually move from it a from state the to state a federal uh federal. review, pretty oh, much. Okay. It's investigation. Okay. It's, if they were to try it under the state court, in the state court, they get a judgment that they don't like. So let's say George Floyd's family loses. Then at that point, they may be able to appeal it to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court can decide whether or not they want to hear the case. There are times where they leave state court alone and let states deal with state problems. But the feds will take a case or under the Constitution, under the Supreme Court, you can try a case. If you take it to the highest state court and you get an answer that you don't like or that you don't think is fair, you can't appeal it anymore because you've taken it to the highest state court. Then that's when you will file to try to get it heard before the Supreme Court, if that makes sense. Oh, wow. I mean, just mercy how they tried it in civil mm-hmm. when he wasn't getting his um, going through. Okay. Mm. That's a really good movie. That's a good reference, too. Which With movie was that? Just Mercy. Oh, okay. Things going on where one said it wasn't from asphyxiation and then Floyd's family came with another coroner and they said it was. How did that 
because I remember you saying that kind of gives an idea of how the case will go because they have their coroner saying he didn't die from that. And it, does it boil down to what the judge, who the judge may like or whatever the case may be? It comes down to the judge and the jury. So who does the jury believe? What does the jury believe? Do they believe this autopsy report? Because both sides can bring in their people and say, well, we conducted the autopsy. But with the state case, see, George's family is only going to be able to be heard to an extent mm. when they're suing in state court because it's really the it's Minnesota who's trying the case. Oh, the state shit. is really the opposing uh, side. Yeah, yeah. In order for his family to sue the officer... That's a civil suit. So when you do criminal, criminal is going to be the state versus the defendant. Civil is going to be plaintiff versus defendant. So that's when you will put George Floyd's family, his estate, up against the officer. It won't be at the state level trial. You get what I'm saying? The state is like the voice for the the people. That's why it's fucked up when the state is fucked up because if they're not a good voice for the people... What yeah, so that's why it matters what kind of D, the 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 DA. Exactly. Damn. Okay. Damn. That's why. I did. But I thought they switched. Oh. I thought they switched the district attorney that they had at first to somebody that was better. I've heard mixed things about the DA that's going to be trying this case. I wouldn't want to speak on them professionally, but I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard. First, I heard that it was a white guy, and then I heard it was an African-American woman, but then I heard that she was a Trump supporter. I've just been hearing mixed things about the DA, so I don't need that. Damn, and you can't, you can't pick the DA. They, they picking for you. Mm-hmm. DAs are like, it's hired. They're hired by the government. Basically. That's crazy. So, but when they, when they switch them, it's because this is a conflict of interest, right? Right. That it can be. So the way, okay. So it's a head DA. Every every county has a head DA, and then it has ADAs that work under them, yeah. assistant okay. district attorney. Yeah. So it's multiple. Every state has multiple DAs. Like if I wanted to, I could go be. Even though I just graduated, I could go be a DA next week. I just don't want to do that mm-hmm. personally. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> hey. So now I keep hearing that there's another case going on with the state versus the police department. I recently just heard about that. I think yesterday or day before yesterday that the state is going to file charges against the police department. How do you do that? Which is interesting. Yeah. Honestly, I would think that they would be immune from, from being sued, but I'm not really sure. We were taught that under the 11th Amendment that usually state offices like that are immune from being sued. But I guess because they're being sued by the state, I'm not sure. I don't understand how they won't be on the same, how they wouldn't be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I'm not goodness. sure. I'm interested to see how that's going to turn out as well. Because it wasn't, it, it's not like it was a privatized police. De- I mean, do they have privatized police departments? I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. Everybody. So these, these, this was this was a state. So like, if you were a con, if you were like, okay, say if you were like a constable or something, is that still considered like state police, or is that a different police? It probably wouldn't fall under the jurisdiction of a state police. But as far as you're acting as a police, it would be certain rules that you have to follow because you're functioning as an officer. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so like if we're... you're acting, if, even if you're not a state actor, if you're doing the things that a state actor does, they could hold you to that same standard because you're acting as a state actor. Well, that makes sense. Oh. That does make sense. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, because well, uh, and with the whole case, I did see that the the lawyer did try to push for premeditated murder. I did see that three days ago. So I'm I'm thinking that that must be getting ready to change. Yeah, and I was thinking about that too because, like, I don't. I mean, they said that they used to work together at the same club. I don't know if they had any um, communication back then. If they even really knew each other back then. Mm-hmm. And also with it, with the time limit that he had on on his neck, like when does it go from, you know, premeditated? Like how does it not go to premeditated because he was there so long? I guess that's what I'm. In my at. opinion, that's what I think it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to the time factor, and if it's a good DA that tries the case, she'll throw all of those facts in like he worked at the club with him he knew him he heard him he said he couldn't breathe he had his knee on there for eight minutes it'll come down to the time but if it's a good defense attorney they'll come in and say he was stealing he was resisting arrest he was over 200 pounds they had to do what they had to do to hold him down and it'll come down to what on the jury you believe the time it comes down to the time and that's the most compelling part of the case whether or not that was enough time for him to know in his mind, I'm geared to kill this man, or whether it was short enough that he did not realize that he was actually going to die. Mm, it's wow. true, like, when people, because a lot of people don't realize, but when you resist an arrest, it's not just you pulling away. It could be you saying stop. Is there yeah. many, like, factors where people don't even think of? Where resist? I've seen... People say, excuse me, you're resisting. It's all down to the officer's discretion. And that's why it's so corrupt because it's like an officer can say that anything happened. Yeah. Anything, if you if they ask you your name and you don't want to give them your name, they could say you're resisting because you didn't tell them your name. You know what I'm saying? So it all comes down to fact-by-fact basis, but it just gives the officers a lot of room for discretion for them to abuse their discretion, and a lot of Damn. them do. A lot, so of, a, lot of, a lot of power control. Yes, absolutely. There's so many wiggle room as far as, well, this is what happened. And that's probably why they it's so hard for them to be charged, honestly. Absolutely. The cops, they have way too much authority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> way too much. They lie. The cops lie more than my clients. I know. That's <laughs> Damn. They, right. they lie so much. And it's like. They will sit there and tell you a both face. I like, sir, did you do this report or did your partner write this report? Well, my partner wrote it, but I was no, that's a lie. <laughs> You're lying. Oh, wow. They lied to us. They lied to people on the street. Cops lie, and they're allowed to lie. And that's, that's what I was going to say. They're not held accountable when they do lie. They're allowed to lie. That is crazy as hell, man. They are allowed to lie. So, in what kind of way? Like, what what would be like the ultimate? sweep that could combat this whole case like what would be the what would be the thing that could change everything around to actually get these guys or move these guys towards actually being convicted in my opinion ultimately it would have to be a badass prosecutor that comes out and tries this case i mean fat by fat word by word they would have to go in that courtroom and make everybody on that jury panel feel george floyd those last words he gave yeah when he was calling his mother's name yeah. If he got a good ass prosecutor that go in the courtroom and make those people on the jury feel that, give them chills, 
that's the kind of thing. Charge those other officers with aiding and abetting a crime because they stood there and they watched him. They even, even in the complaint, they have defenses where they can get off, but you have to move the people's emotions mm -hmm. to make them understand like this man, no matter how you slice it, that he murdered him. There are a lot of people out there that does not think he's murdered him. I don't know if you see the post going around, but there's like something where white people are putting their knee in somebody else's yeah. neck. Yeah. And they're timing it. And, oh, they didn't die. There are a lot of people that they're believing that he had underlying health conditions and problems with drugs and alcohol abuse, wow. whatever. So now that, wow. So also, so it comes down to a bad DA and it also comes down to jury selection because you said, because basically the jury has to feel compelled. And I wonder what... <laughs> what the population like is in Minnesota to get like a joke that would prom. I said, I wonder the same thing. Cause that's going to be very important, but that's when the rest of us is important mm -hmm. because we don't know who's going to be sitting on a jury. So they right. might scroll past your Instagram today and get picked for a jury tomorrow. There's not going to be anybody that can sit in that box and say they haven't heard about this case. And so if you move people emotionally enough now now, when they get into there for jury selection, they'll ask them, have you seen anything? Do you think you'll be able to make an unbiased opinion? You know, people are going to always say, of right. course I can, of course I can. Yeah. But human emotion is human emotion. Exactly. If you've seen these pictures and these videos, you're gonna, it's going to make you feel away. And so that's why you got to keep the conversation going. So with the, with the selection of the jury, why is there no <laughs> standard with diversity when it comes to these juries? I don't, when, when they pick I, them, why is it always all white? You know what? Oh, what I was gonna say is because I, you're probably gonna say the same thing too. Because it's like you, if they they do it like for their right, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get to pick who I want to pick, and then you get to pick who you want to pick. And of course, you're gonna pick somebody that gonna be on your side, mm -hmm. and then I get to mm -hmm. pick the somebody that's on my side. During that time of jury selection, jury selection is a very long process. I would say on the first day, like big trials, good attorneys, they really take their time with jury selection because you're allowed to ask the jury any questions. And if they answer a question in a way that you don't like, you're allowed to strike them and excuse them from serving. For instance, you can say, is anybody on this jury, is any of your family members a police officer? Mm -hmm. If they say yes, you can go to them. Jury number 15, who in your family is a police officer? They say, oh, my husband's brother. Are you? Do you have a close relationship with him? Yes. Does he talk to you about his job? Yes. What does he say? You're allowed to go one-on-one -on -one with jurors like that. Uh -huh. And when you get to asking them a question, you can decide whether you want to keep them or strike them. You can strike a juror for anything except for their race. But if you ask them a series of questions, mm -hmm. you can strike them because I don't like the way they answer the question. No, I'm really striking them because they're exactly. black. Exactly. Damn, right. there's so many underhanded tactics with that shit. It's, it's like politics, so man. God damn. It's nasty. It's a game. So, are you, it's like a game. so as so as the people, are you allowed to make conference or or, or, or contact with the actual? Uh, I guess it would be the DA, because the, the DA is the ones presenting the case, and the defender is the one defending the state, right? Right, right. Once. The trial begins. If you see any of your jury members in the elevator, on the sidewalk, you have to literally act like you don't even, like, I've yeah. never seen it before. Yeah. And what I've about been in the elevator with jurors before and you just look the other way. Like, they're like, not allowed to talk to the DAs or the defense attorneys. And even the people, even the people, the people, like, not even, not, not the, uh, the, the, uh, the jurors or whatever, but just like regular people, like, 
out in the community who just want to contact him and kind of talk to him or whatever. Contact the DA? Yeah. You can always, people write letters to the DA. People email the DA. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen those phone numbers for the DAs in Minnesota, but you can text them. Yeah, when things like this start happening, their information gets out there, and you can find a way to contact your local DA. A lot of times, all you got to do is drive down to the courthouse. You'll catch them walking to their car. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. I, I wonder if people actually know that and are actually trying to communicate to the DAs before it even I'm gets... Or they are. I have seen yeah. a lot of resources online of ways to text and to email these DAs to petition for them to do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, how effective is that? I mean, personally, I would say what people are doing is working. Because, I mean, they did arrest the cop. It's a start. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they keep tearing their shit up, they're going to keep arresting <laughs> people. And it may only work for now. But listen, if it's going to work for now, it's, it's positive for the system, ultimately, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I saw something yesterday that said this was the first time that all 50 states are protesting. People are talking. These companies mm-hmm. is coming out. I don't know if y'all saw Ben and Jerry's statement. Uh, they coming out. What? I don't know if you saw Apple Music yesterday. These companies are talking. It's getting a. This is the most I've seen the conversation go. Because I yeah, think black yeah. people are really fed up, yeah. and we got time right now. Yeah. I think we've been in the house quarantine too. I think a lot okay. of people, yeah, are like, oh, time. Tired. Mm-hmm. like I'm tired now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is. So I got a question about looting. Like, what are the charges? Because you know now you got all people rioting. Or whatever, which I think it's a lot of pink people doing the rioting because we ain't we <laughs> black people don't burn things. Okay, we make fun. black people don't want to go to jail. <laughs> black people know we still we going to jail. We ain't trying to go to jail. Personally, with the looting, as far as charges concerned, it's going to vary on state to state basis. A lot of places when you start getting more so up north. A lot of those charges will probably get dropped. You start getting closer down south, depending on what you did, how you did it, how much proof they have, charges are going to stick. Personally, with the looting, I don't think it's black people. I think, and I could be a conspiracy theorist sometimes, but I think that um, because of the election coming up, mm-hmm. I think these are Trump's people. Yep. They're going yep. out here and yep. they are tearing everything up. I think yesterday, that Blackout Tuesday, while it was nice, I think that was also his social media people that did that to try to silence voters mm-hmm. and try to make us be quiet on social media yesterday so that people wouldn't vote, so that yeah. people could stop seeing a protest. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things that's weird that's going on. Like, I've had plenty of friends that are out there protesting. They're telling me, like, stories. Like, no, I've seen this with my own two eyes. Like, these cops are corrupt. They're out here starting things, and then we're seeing them hanging out with the cops around the corner. Mm-hmm. Those are their mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. And yeah. so it's things like that, that are, that's happening that's like, this looting, I really don't think it's our community. And it's kind of discredited in the whole movement. Yeah. 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 Organized, organized chaos, you know? Yeah. They're trying to to navigate the narratives and the ideas and the ideologies and and the thought process behind everything, so... Yeah, because uh, we uh, we just posted something uh, the other day showing uh, police, two cops pulling bricks out of the trunk of Mm -hmm. of of their pickup truck. And some white people actually caught it on camera where they were in the alley pulling bricks out of their trunk. You know, you couldn't see their license plate. All you saw was their, I guess, their car number or whatever. But, uh, you know, we put it out there just so more people could see it so they could actually see. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not going to do nothing. They'd probably be like, oh, yeah, they were just pulling out bricks because they were going to do something later for work. But, you know, mm-hmm. 
but I mean, I, I was I was talking to Comedic Energy about the whole blackout thing uh, yesterday, and he he gave me a point of view, but my point of view was just like if we keep posting up black uh, images, then we see nothing. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't do any. It doesn't show any like. It doesn't show what's going on. They need to see it continuously every single day so they understand that this is what we see every day. Mm-hmm. How we how we tear your shit up and we come and we destroy stuff and people are angry and stuff. This is how we feel every day. So y'all need to see our internal rage externally. All this bad, black pictures and shit. You know, I don't want to mess up your career by saying F that, but I'm... No, <laughs> fuck that. F that. Like, y'all don't need to see that. That's the same as me putting up a white background and saying, you know, white power. You know, it, yeah, mm. no, y'all motherfuckers need to see that these police is punching people in the face as you're standing there with their hands up. All this back black with uh, George Floyd's face on that shit. Nah, man, like, that's cool. But y'all need to see the action, you know. I agree. Yeah, time to take oh, a step further. Speaking of that, with the um the blackout, as far as um not spending money on a certain day, and somebody else said something about it, and I kind of agree with it too. It's like, okay, so you're not gonna spend money on that day, but you're gonna spend money previously so that you don't have to spend money. On <laughs> exactly. That was the first thing I said. Yeah. Uh, that's not the way to do it. If you, I feel it's like it's not, but I think that's how people will do it. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. But I'm saying, as far as the one day people not spending, that's not the way to do it. And that's what makes me sad about a lot of these celebrities because all it takes is one celebrity to come out and really organize something like, okay, for seven whole days, we not shopping at Walmart. If you black for seven days, don't mm-hmm. shop at Walmart. Yeah. If you black for seven days, don't get gas from shelves. Seven right. days. You gotta hit these people hard yeah. one time, hit them one at a time, get their respect, and that's how you will them in little by little, piece yeah. by piece. One day is not good enough. They're gonna say, "Okay, right. you sitting out this day, you'll be back tomorrow." Mm-hmm. They can prep for that financially. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that it just comes down to like what comedic energy was saying last episode too. Um, a little bit of what everybody's saying, but like we just need some, we need some protection. Like we need people who are developed like we need something of their interest uh yeah like we need to basically take something hostage that we own or we have and hold it hostage and tell them like if we don't get these things then y'all won't see this ever again you know what i'm saying and the biggest thing that we have is ourselves we are the asset we are the resource you know what i'm saying we consistently giving out all the time and they're always taking and when they feel like it they take more you know what i'm saying so if we had like a way to protect ourselves or some type of statures or laws or things that we had just you know set up took back our monies or whatever and told them like this is what we want this is our list of things that we want these are our demands and shit mm-hmm. y'all not gonna see a fucking whatever we we do we not flying your planes we not driving your we not buying your cars we not you know all of that shit so the only thing I can see in that room with you speaking of Cray Newt will be entertainment. So basically, that would have to be the athletes or the or the musicians saying, "Hey, we're not going to play anymore until X Y Z gonna happen." Which is wrong. I see. It, it might be. It it might go further than that though. 
because I mean, listen to what you just said, Craig. The thing that we might really need to hold accountable or hold hostage is our buying power. That's the key thing that they always go for. Like everybody always says, they don't give a damn about us. They give a damn about our money. So if we hold our buying power hostage and only use it for the stuff that looks like us, they'll fall to their knees because they they won't make it financially. You get what I'm saying? Like when they look at these reports, they look at demographic. And you already know when it comes to certain things like clothing and things like that, we have the biggest percentage of buying power because that's what we like to buy. So if we stop doing that shit, how the hell can they survive? So if we take back our buying power and couple, uh, couple that with athletes taking the stand and things like that, dog, it'll it'll change in no time. It really would. So see, I see. I got a question. Okay, is it would it be possible if the black community could come up with their own um, laws governing themselves and actually present them to the courts? Is that even possible? No. Five percent of lawyers in America and the system are black. Wow. Five two percent. Two percent are black women. What? So oh, take man. those numbers. That's crazy. Stay back and think about it. You talk about a war it's too many black people who in their mind, they're gone. Mm-hmm. That white man got their mind. So for you to say like, oh, black, it's so, and black people like, this is the one thing that I wish that we could really get better at. We don't really know how to come together. Mm-hmm. So even with now, like, okay, so I didn't really, the black tu- the blackout Tuesday thing, I didn't really think it was a good idea. I thought people should be talking about things, but I did, never went on my platform and said anything bad about it because at the end of the day, there were black people that were coming together to participate. And so when you're talking about a whole new system of laws, you would really have to have everybody on one accord. We would need, like, Jay-Z would probably have to be the president. And everybody have to listen to Jay-Z. But everybody oh, don't want to uh, listen to Jay-Z. It would have to be one person. You know what I'm saying? It have to be one person that people really, really listen to. And when I think about our African-American community, I can't think of one person that have that much influence and that much power over black people. Because I know black people want to do what they want to do. Or that yeah. much responsibility. So, yeah, yeah. That much responsibility or common sense. Exactly. Yeah. So that would just be so difficult. And America would probably look back at us and be like, are y'all kidding? This is all government our system. And I guess that's why it goes back to like why they killed like people like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Because these were people. Because they would have been able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They kill off the at, leaders. Especially, especially at this point in time, they would have been mm-hmm. like, what, like 50, 50 some years, seven, what, like how old would they would have been? Maybe like 70, 60 or something like that? Yeah, it was in yeah, maybe so, 80s. They would have been definitely on the common ground of these old ass motherfuckers that's sitting at the you know judicial mm-hmm. courts and yeah. telling motherfuckers what to do. They would have gave their kids, the grandkids, the great grandkids. They would have gave them all the power to yeah. keep that going, the yeah. momentum that they had at the age when they were killed. So I got a question too. Um, how likely is it to start changing like the laws of the police? Like, who do you talk to as far as? Um, because, you know, when police officers do get called or they do get charged, sometimes they're able to go to different counties, different states, and still be police officers. So so from my understanding of, because now people are starting to get up about defunding the police department altogether. Mm. So it's like, if you take the money out of it, they won't be able to, you know, operate in their function. The only thing that concerns me about that is, while people hate the police right now, 
they like to call them if they get into a problem. So I feel like as a community, we would have to come up with a system. We're not calling 911, so who we going to call? Yeah. That's when it would take coming together to figure it out. Because as far as changing the laws for the cops, there are too many people that don't want them to change mm. for us to be able to change them. So it's almost like, almost like to me, we would have to do our own thing. Mm. And we really want to see something different. But that means totally doing away with them, defunding them, making sure... But with that comes not calling them when you have an emergency or when right, something right. goes wrong. You're not also, going to them. Also with that, Sade, is not just the regular law that regulates them. They also have their own culture, which they live by. They have their own code, is what I'm trying to say. So that's what they mostly live off. So I don't know how you would change that. Well, I'm saying these people that we elected, like, they can't revisit this shit. But <laughs> <laughs> like our that, senator, that's our senators senators and stuff. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, I'm saying like even even though there is like written laws on the book, they live by their own code. You feel what I'm saying? You're talking about so, that, like that thin blue oh, line of of right. Yeah. It's like it doesn't even matter which written. They they got their own code. Their own way of like thinking. I, they they cover for each other and mm-hmm. you know all that shit. Shit like that. That's how they changes. don't go into the county next door to get a job because their homeboy Jimmy up the street, right. twenty miles up the road, he got a deputy position for him waiting. So that's what they gonna do? Bullshit, man. Boy, that's that bullshit. Oh, it's nasty. It's nasty. Wow. Damn. So, so, oh, go ahead, Craig. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, bro. I was gonna say something else. <laughs> so the the other topic that I had I really wanted to talk about was um being a gun owner, right? So mm-hmm. what was it the Bre what was the Breonna Taylor case? Was that when the guy shot the officers? No knock. He walked in the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, with a no knock warrant. Yeah. Now how does that work when you're a gun owner and it, it and no knock warrants? Because ain't if somebody's coming in your house and they doing a no knock warrant and it's the right. wrong house and you a gun owner and you start shooting. Who's at fault here? They entered the wrong house with the no knock warrant. You have to have another a reason to enter the house. It have mm-hmm. to be like okay, so it's cert- basically if a cop enters without a warrant, anything that they find or like anything that comes out of that is illegal because there's an illegal search. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to be in anybody's reasonable expectation of privacy without permission under the law. There is a list of exceptions where a cop can violate somebody's privacy. Mm-hmm. However, with the no-knock warrant, unless it's like an exigent circumstances, meaning like they're chasing them down or something, they, they had no business to carry out that warrant in the middle of the night like that. Mm-hmm. If she was in the house sleeping, they had no business entering the house. Mm-hmm. And then for them to arrest the boyfriend yeah. after he shot when they entered the wrong house in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Come on, I know Come I'm blasting. I'm blasting. Don't even sound right. Don't yeah. even sound right. Yeah, All right. I don't. My house, middle of so the night. How that work? Fine with the no knock warrant. You're not supposed to go in the middle of the night, or they usually almost always warrants are carried out when it's light outside unless there is a reason that has to be carried out at a different time of night, and that means that it cannot wait. More than likely, they'll wait to the daytime. Not only for the safety of the, not really for the safety of the person, but more so for the safety of the officers. It's mm-hmm. safer for officers to enter than anybody's premises 
in the daytime yeah. versus in the middle of the night. Midnight, mm-hmm. they start, you know, and look at they got shot at. It would have to be a reason, like a serious reason, why they have to enter in the middle of the night versus coming back in the middle of the day. Oh my goodness! So, with that case, what happened with that case? Did he get convicted? Like, what? What? What was he, the nah, verdict? They, yeah. No, they let him go. Yeah, they let him go. Yeah, they because somebody was fighting for him. I forgot which uh, was it. But they um, have to charge Go ahead, Sierra. What's up? They didn't charge those cops, though. They let the guy oh, go, but they, no, shit. no cops have been charged. Yeah. Oh, that's messed up. They're trying to get charged right now because they mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but the cops killed his girlfriend. Right. Right. Yeah. Because, and then they tried to make it sound like the boyfriend killed her. Mm-mm. No, that's or not like what they, happened. They, they, I think he must have shot back at the police. What happened was he shot first, and they said they're saying that's what warned them to shoot. That's uh, what they was saying. Which is bull. I mean, I, I want to say house? that's bullshit. Yeah, you in my damn house. I am gonna shoot first. I'm gonna try my best to be the first time, to shoot. Though. He only shot one time, and they shot shot over eight times because she got shot eight times, and I'm sure oh, they wow. let up. So, as as being in the legal prof- prof- uh, profession, what do you see with that case? Like, with we won't have to actually say it's that one because he got free. But in a different situation, how how would that go legally? If you know, if they barge up in there and somebody shoots and they shoot back and somebody does get killed, how how? So you you always gonna have both sides, both arguments. Mm-hmm. You wanna have the state who the cops, they're gonna argue. Whatever they whoever they was looking for, mm-hmm. the guy they was looking for, they're gonna say we had to get our hands on him right then and there. We missed the address by a door. It mm-hmm. wasn't that far off because there are times where let's say they say it's two two apartments and you enter the one on the left instead of one on the right. That could be seen as a small error and the things you find as a result of that search may come in. It's just be up for the lawyers to argue in court. They'll say, I just missed it by a door, but the stuff that I was looking for was on the other side of the other door. I just missed it. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to argue that they made a small mistake, a small error. That's not how it's supposed to go. But of course, the defense is going to argue, no, this was the wrong house. They came in. It was the middle of the night. And then again, it'll be left up to, because of democracy, it'll be left up to the judge and jury to decide. And the wow. police don't need if they're gonna if they're gonna if they're gonna commit an, a warrant or a no knock warrant they don't need like uh, supervision supervision when they're going in or they're performing these warrants or whatever they don't have to have anybody watching them do it they watch each other those right. oh wow yeah. damn they watch I've watched so many so many body cam videos where I'm like half the time they don't even know what the hell they're doing they just be going in there playing off each other they be scared too like. Wow. Are yeah, you I can see that. I can see that. I can see them being scared, trying to do it, and then messing up and doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. that's when that fight or flight comes into play. Exactly. Wow. Damn. That exactly. is crazy, man. I, I just uh. so it's no but way. Everybody's making you get a- it at the same time. Yeah, though. yeah. So yeah, what I'm gonna say? So where do I- and there will be change because I think everybody's upset at this point to have all 50 states and even different countries coming together. I think as a whole, 
and collectively I think everybody is upset but at the same time you feel defeated because it's like they always going to take up for each other these mm-hmm. laws probably yeah. change you got to feel defeated but you got to keep going so it, yeah. and then you got to start broad, like completely broadening your mind and mine so far goes to like I'm looking at different ways so you, you pay your money here and then you protest here and then you watch the cases you keep emailing these DAs here you then you got a little niece who likes to argue so you get her involved in the law so maybe she could be a lawyer and then you got your cousin who's in high school well maybe she would be a good judge you know you push it different ways or like yeah. good activists yeah. or somebody that could do good for their community and then before you know it we raise up a community and then we like, oh shit, we got one too. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 5% turning to 20%. And imagine like black people, we don't need, we don't need 50%. We don't even really need 40. But if we get a strong 20% at courtroom, what you gonna be able to do with us? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's only but so much you can do with black people. We don't need many. We just need more than what we have now. And yeah. I then it's when I think things will start to really change. Damn. But you're seeing more yeah. of it now. Like I personally, I see a lot more of it. It's a lot more people that's going to law school, medical school, black people are doing really, really well for themselves, entrepreneurship, right. yeah. things like that. So it's only a matter of time and black people, they're not putting up with that shit now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> some days, but a lot of days I don't because I'm like, if we do this thing right, if we really keep this ball going, like it don't have to end like this. Yeah. We are a lot more smarter and equipped than our right. ancestors were. Right, we have right. a lot more than they had. Man. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, man. It's oh true. my it's goodness! Just, it's just it's just very <laughs> it's just very ca- catastrophic and like I, even diabolical at some point. Yeah. You know, you just look at how they plan in it, and it just like a lot. You know, you see it and you you know that it's organized and you know what's happening, but you know that the masses are just gonna, you know, take take it and twist it because they want to believe something else. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like you know, you think about it, you like you listen, you hearing all this information. You like, well, damn, how do you beat these motherfuckers? Like, you yeah. gotta destroy <laughs> shit, you know, because yeah. you can't. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't. Like, you gotta destroy shit because there, and we got, and we gotta stop with the emotions, like going in stuff with yeah. emotions. Yeah, mm-hmm. emotion and trying to attack that don't work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because now it's it, go ahead, baby. I was just going to say, that's why it's so important that once the emotions die down, people are still, like, making it a part of their life. You got to make it part of your lifestyle. Like, you got to keep talking about it, talk about it some more, and keep talking. Especially, especially this year, with it being election year. Oh, millennials are scaring me. We got to keep talking about oh, it. Shit. <laughs> that's the thing about. I brought it up to um, Kinetic um, about making sure everybody is registered to vote. That, that age bracket where it's 18 to, like, 30... You gotta, they don't, you know, at this point, they feel, they feel defeated. And it's like the cops mm-hmm. ain't gonna do nothing. So it's just like they don't feel like it's important to vote. But we, as the older generation of them, gotta make sure they're registered to vote. You gotta like, push it on them. That's the only way that something's gonna happen because if this will get reelected, oh, oh my God. God. Oh my he gonna God. try to change the Constitution. Yeah. yeah I really believe. Because if not, he's gonna go to prison. Does he have he that power? Yeah. Does he have power to Ooh. do that? He got a lot of people working up under him. I was about to say a lot of people agree with him. So like a even because he, you know, he him. he has to come up with a veto and it has to be passed by the other two uh, dominating forces and shit. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, I guess you're right. With people working under him in different areas, like the judicial system, and you know what I'm saying, he could probably pass a veto or get a veto or not veto, whatever. And that's why the primaries are so important because the Republican states, they're going to rock with him. The Democrat states, they're going to not fuck with him. That's why somebody better tell Biden to make Cuomo his running mate if he's smart. His ass don't need to be passing no damn bills with all of his goddamn uh, uh, insufficient funds that he got in his motherfucking bank account and shit. Damn, oh, he corrupting shit. his own hotels and shit. Why the hell is he running the damn state? He can't even keep people in a hotel, and you pay for that shit. Now, my thing with that is, and not to, <laughs> not to really get off topic, but at being a president, isn't that a, a contradiction? I thought you can't run your businesses while you're in a as in the seat of a, a president. Oh, but what he did was he said that his family is running it, his kids. Oh, that's bullshit. So it's uh, not him. Uh. <laughs> things that it's like really crazy to wrap your head around it. That's yeah. not a conflict of interest, though. That's what I it thought. Is. Yeah, it is. Totally. Wow, that's some bullshit. That is. God damn. Wow. Big Motherfucking damn it, Nixon. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> It's your fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but that's crazy, man. That's crazy. This dude. So, whatever happened with okay? Since we on the on the path of like law and judicial and all that in courts, what happened with this man's case with the FBI? What happened to that? That just disappeared. Like coronavirus happened, and then it just was like, oh, he's not being prosecuted or anything anymore. You talking about Trump's case? You talking about Donald Trump? I'm talking about Trump. Mm. Like he was supposed to be getting uh, uh, removed. Uh, what's Impeach. it called? Impeached. Impeach. Yeah. yeah. What what happened yeah. with that? They didn't vote him out. He didn't. The votes yeah. didn't. When they but took they, it to the House and the Senate, they, they, it, they, they, they didn't pass it. That's crazy wow. as hell. Yeah. Because I never yeah. heard. I don't. I don't remember hearing too much about it or anybody being upset about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were upset. I remember we were upset about it, but then, like you said, then, then something else dumb happened, and then the coronavirus happened. Wow. What'd you say, Shada? You were saying something. Impeachment is just kind of like getting arrested, but you got to be convicted and actually charged mm-hmm. with it. Just because you're impeached don't mean yeah. you're going to get out. So, my man Bill Clinton can get impeached from getting. I gotta remember who's on this shit. I gotta remember who's on here. I'm sorry. Bill's alive, but Bill's alive, did, he Bill got in, he got impeached, but he didn't get convicted. Yeah, but he was, his ass wasn't sitting in the office, was he? Yes. Yeah, he was still in there. He was still moving shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't get removed. He didn't get removed. I think everybody <laughs> should watch the Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Netflix. The which one? What documentary? Jeffrey Einstein. Oh, oh I don't yeah. Watch it. Yeah. yeah. You guys Yeah. You gotta watch it. I heard I heard a lot it. about it. Yeah. So the you next time so next time a, M- a MF will come up to me and be like, Yeah, we about to fire you and shit. I'm be like, Well, due to in the impeachment clause, it says that I can still be active and make money <laughs> while you guys are trying to get rid of me. <laughs> get out. You have to go oh, to the court shit. and actually present a case. And if they <laughs> Vote that I can stay, then fuck you guys. I wish you let us know how that turns out. Why can't I have that right? That's some shit right there. Come on now. Oh, That's a my job, God. dog. 
Uh, they, they basically said your ass is about to get fired and then they like oh no nah, never mind we don't want to fire you no more but you know while we checking to see if we want to fire you or not you can still work mm, that's crazy I mean, it's crazy as hell yeah yeah it boggles my mind man but at this point Sierra I'm gonna let you get your shout outs in you know your Instagram handles all that stuff you know. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. you can follow so. me on Instagram at, at Sierra C I A R A Dami D O M three eyes I I I, and that's pretty much the only social media outlet you can catch me on. Mm-hmm. Everybody donate. Keep talking about it. Keep the movement going. If they protesting, put on a mask and protest. Don't go out there with no mask. Corona's still out there. They trying to wipe us out little by little. They trying to distract us. Stay focused. Stay woke. Go vote. Make sure you register to vote for your primaries and for the election in November. Get out there and make it happen. Let's change the world. Oh, and for yeah. all and for all the peoples who are looking for a lawyer, how do, how would they be able to find you? Or like, what do you do as far as like lawyers are concerned? I right now we're out because court is closed until July first. Starting in July, I will be bringing my talents back to Charlotte as a public defender. So if you oh, need yeah. law services downtown, getting some criminal trouble, let me know. Even beyond that, if you just have questions, if you a teenager or a college student of school, please hit me up. We'll work it out. Let's do this together. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Stamp. Stamped and approved, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your full name. Your then. full name again. Your full name again. Sierra Moore. Yeah. Sierra Moore. All right. Y'all man. hear that? Out there in Charlotte. Y'all be out there fucking oh, up. You know who you can call. <laughs> 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 Oh man, don't, well this was Don't a... call it with that don't call it with that bullshit, baby. She don't be fighting real shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Oh shoot. Well this is a great episode, man. I appreciate you coming out. This was a special edition no episode. Problem. Thanks for inviting me so much and keep the conversation going. This is awesome. Oh yeah. And this ain't the last y'all heard of her, man. You know, we we, we keep her. We're gonna keep her on standby when we need her. Most definitely, when we need that legal perspective, that's who we're going to go to. Straight up. So, uh, with that being said, this is your boy, Comedic Energy. It's your girl, Shan- uh, <laughs> Go on. Oh, man. <laughs> I think Golden was trying to take my name, y'all. <laughs> Copyright. It's your boy, Cranu, by the way, y'all. <laughs> It's on you, see? You go ahead and say your name. Oh. And it's Sierra signing out. <laughs> All right, peace out, peoples. Peace. This show was produced by Livewire Sound and Entertainment. If you're looking to rent premium sound equipment for your next concert or podcast at a low price, go to www.livewiresoundent.com.